0: Welcome to the Gary Wilkson Podcast. So glad you're here with us today. We want to share some ways to help you navigate when you go through a hard time. A lot of us in the nation have uh, suffered from pandemics. We've suffered from uh, difficulties in culture. We've suffered from political uh, trauma that's going on. around Afghanistan happened not too long ago. And so we're not finding much hope when we listen to the news. Uh, But if you were with us on our last episode, Pastor Tim Delina, pastor of Times Square Church in New York City, author of some amazing books, and a brilliant uh, communicator of the gospel and a pastor that reaches, I think he, he said, "Make like the church there is uh, recording already like 80 to hundred people coming to Christ every week and being baptized and uh, filled with God's spirit and going out, making a real transition in the city. How do you, how do you make a transition in, in your own life in, in a, and beyond in your family and in, a, in your church and in your city uh, when there's difficult times? Do you hide, do you run or do you actually get out there and do something? So we have a, uh, Thanks for joining us again this week, Tim. I'm thrilled to have you with us in the studio. So, uh, talking about, uh, you know, thriving in the last episode, we, we mentioned, you know, that five-year period you went through and, and we mentioned, uh, you getting COVID really early on, uh, you've been through this crisis yourself. One of the things I know about you, and I want you to, to, to talk about this for, is your relationships with people. You have some amazing mentors in your life and you don't have to mention me since we're here right now, but, uh. You know, you're, you're, you're there with, uh, you know, we talked last week about your own dad and my dad, uh, speaking into your life. Uh, t- tell me a little bit about some of these guys in your life. Cause you've got Carter and RT. Uh, yeah. Uh.
1: So, I, I mean, as a young man, it was, um, it was your dad, Leonard Ravenhill. And then, then hit a moment as God took them home. It did become people like yourself, Carter Conlin, and, and others. And, and now someone like, a, considered one of the great theologians on the planet, Dr. R.T. Kendall, a friend of World Challenge, as well as uh, Times Square Church. Gary, there is, um, and especially in these times that we're in, that if I could say it's not just the Times Square Church thing that has helped us in this time, but it has been um, a great joy for us to see what's happened what what God wants to do in the last days church and why these relationships are so important, even with older men. Because I, I knew this Proverbs 1320 has become a very important passage to me, which says he who walks with wise men will be wise. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, um but it, but it then the next part tells us but a companion of fools um will will show ignorance or mm-hmm. will become will become uh stupid, I think one version <laughs> says um and I wanted to make sure I'm walking with wise men and people like yourself, your father, Leonard Ravenhill, Carter Conlon, R.T. Kendall, to keep those men close because I, I don't need peers as much as they need those who have more journey than I do. Yeah. That that we, We've we talked about that. we've How many times have we talked about our five fingers mm-hmm. that we've mentioned? We said we could tell people's future by reading their hand, and it's yeah. not palm reading. Right. It is those five. If you could tell me your five closest friends, and if I look at that, Gary and I will will kids sometimes going like, hey, you're my thumb, you're my you're yeah, my yeah. pinky. But there is a passage in Acts two that I think is is so needful in the last days church, and this is what what Peter prophesies, pulls it out of Joel and says, in the last days, he says, your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. And what has happened today is most churches will gravitate towards one of those, but not both. You'll have a church full of young people or a church full of old people. And God goes, the last day's church will have both of those working together. You'll have the legit dreams of old men Mm. and you'll have visions that'll come to the young men. And then it even goes on and say, and I'm also gonna put my hand on young men and young ladies that Mm -hmm. will prophesy that God will use them. And I think that old men and that young men has been so important to me because here's what I've realized, Gary, that any church that is only young people or old people is not a last days church. Mm. I think it has to have both of those. And if it's spirit filled or, or let me, let me say it to you this way. If it's not spirit filled and it's old people, then they, their dreams are dreams about the old days. Yeah. I wish we, I wish we had this again. I wish we had this again. <laughs> and true. and then then the visions of the young men without the old people, without the old man's dreams, then young men just envision, I want to be famous. I want followers. Mm. And there's such an importance when you can bring young men and old men together. And that's why those relationships Mm. have been so important that I would lean on, because I think that's what God is doing. That's why even Carter Conlon's role moving forward with Times Square Church into the future, when people talk about a succession, they think that the the one that was there just fades, fades away. I need Carter Conlon Times Square needs Carter Con more than ever. We mm-hmm. need we need you to be part and and your legacy from your father. Because the, and, and I'm not, Gary, I'm not calling you an old man. Yeah, getting but, close, yeah. <laughs> and and but I think is that this is what comprises the church is old men dreaming dreams, young men seeing visions, mm-hmm. and God using those both together.
0: Mm, I really like that. That's uh having those five friends that you can list. And you know, I think we told the story before, but you know, when the first time you did that, I was in the audience, you know, the first time I heard it. And, uh, you know, it was just so easy. It's like, oh yeah, Kelly, my wife and Evan, my son and Ashley, my son, you know, and I had my five in t- five seconds. And then immediately you said, but it can't be your wife or your spouse or family. <laughs> That's right. And I went, okay, well, I still, and I went one, two, three, and I got to like four and five and I was like struggling. I didn't, so a lot of us only have a f- really in America today. You know, there's a book maybe a decade or two ago called, I think it was called B- Bowling Alone. And it talked about sort of how in America today, you know, we're so screen-oriented that we just have lost relationships. And, you know, if we're going to make it through times like this, uh, because I do believe we're living in, as what the Bible predicted, perilous times will come over the face of the earth. We're certainly in that. In those last days, men would be scoffers. And you mentioned in our last episode, uh, you were reading, and Psalms 2 came up in one of those things about, and that that's another descriptor of America today is the, you know, the scoffers and the rulers. You know, it's not just people scoffing on— in your school or something like that they used to, you know everybody used to make fun of each other in school growing up uh, but now your rulers are actually conspiring together against the Lord and, and his anointed you know and that anointed obviously is probably you know the capital M Messiah but it also is his body and so so that's the culture we're living in so without that community uh, you know and and I don't mean community either just we we actually do need the community of the local church but a lot of people go and sit alone in a local church too uh, but you know to have you know f- those five people in your life I think that's crucial and that's 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 what I hear you saying for yeah. for navigating times of difficulty
1: they just they they passed something because someone was was using it um to say that in a court in Florida is a friend that follows you on Facebook a legitimate friend? Oh, and really? even the courts threw it out. And oh, said okay. it's not even a legitimate friend huh. because you need somebody there. <laughs> wow,
0: it's they, legal they now. Yeah, it's you know, legal
1: know. now that yeah. you that you're. I just if you don't know this, your Facebook friends are not actually you're your friends. friends. <laughs> yeah. right. um, but I, but Gary, I think about even the friends when you look throughout scriptures that somebody needed somebody, and and when you look at towards the end, and I and I and I, Cindy and I consider this. Cindy, my wife, consider this really our final quarter uh, and mm-hmm. and this is where we want to finish well here at Times Square Church but I think of David's final quarter and what's interesting is David gets thrown into in a sense ministry or his or his calling through a giant Goliath comes in when you get to the end of his life just before David's death he faces one more giant and it's a name that not many people talk about and it's around 2nd Samuel in the in the in the low 20s around 21 and it says David was getting old and he went out against and the giant's name listed it was a Philistine giant Ish Ishbabinath not <laughs> not not something that nobody's named yeah, their children right, after yeah. and it said this it says that um the giant intended to kill him intending to kill David and the, and and who knows so this is my supposition i'm wondering if David goes let me get that old slingshot let me do it the old way let me just see if i can take him out like i took out Goliath and what's amazing is here is an old man. You've been serving as a king for 40 years. You've got, you've got a, an amazing journey with God. Few, you know, obviously uh, speed bumps and blips on the radar. But, but at the end of your life, if you would figure out you must be so mature now, you've written Psalms <laughs> and all the ones that we were talking about last week. And here's what's amazing. It says that while the giant was intending to kill him, Abishai comes. And kills the giant form and says, "We're not going to extinguish the lamp of Israel." And it's amazing. The name Abishai actually means a gift from the father. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like that if there's anybody that should have faced the giant, that it, an older David seems like he could have faced the giant by himself. But we're almost given a picture in the scriptures that says that even at the end of your life, you need those relationships. Mm-hmm. That those five fingers we're talking about that helped me get through, even not only difficult times, but even this, this um, uh, new season in New York city
0: mm-hmm.
1: really has been those Abishai's that I consider those people from yourself and the RT kennels and Carter they the gifts from the father that mm-hmm. I, that, that we're not meant to go through those seasons by ourselves.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Well, you're, you know, you're on our board here at world challenge and you, and, and some of the names you are mentioning Carter and Barry McGuire uh, and uh, uh, Claude, Oud, who's going to be our guest soon as well. Uh, these are men of faith and, uh, yeah, so you, you want, you want those five people in your life, but you gotta, you gotta choose them well too. Cause if they're all, uh, sort of naysayers and real negative, you're going to become like that. If But if they're, if they're men or women of faith, they're, it's going to change you. You're, you're not going to be able to stay in their presence or keep in their company and not have them rub off on you and you become, well, yeah, like, you become and th- like them. And,
1: and think about Abishai. Who comes and gets involved? We, it's it's one of the few men, mighty men that we have, his bio in the mm-hmm. scripture, and he mm-hmm. joins David while J- David is running from Saul. It's amazing to me that Abishai becomes a giant killer, yeah. possibly because his boss was a giant killer. Right. You yeah. hang out, you hang out with those kind of people. Yeah, you're right, Gary. It does rub off.
0: Yeah, that's encouraging. You'll, you'll uh, I know you'll see that in your church. You're gonna, you know, you've, you haven't been pastor there very long, just months now. Oh uh, well, almost, well over a year now, right? Because yeah, about, yeah but, So May May of twenty twenty. Okay, yeah. So that's uh, it's wow. That went fast, didn't it?
1: It went very fast. Uh, yeah, uh,
0: yeah. But that the you pastoring in that form of faith, no matter what crisis somebody's going through, you know, you maintain uh, the joy and you maintain the faith, and that then your people kind of become those the the giant killers of of uh, uh, joylessness or lack of faith or. Uh, you know, lukewarm hearts—all those things dissipate when they're around a faithful pastor. And you've been that faithful pastor, and I know you'll continue to be as as well. What are, would just, uh, what anything else come to mind as far as we're, as we're talking about here, sort of navigating these difficult days, the perilous times? Uh, is there anything you're looking at for yourself, for your family, for your church, uh, as far as helping people through? when they're feeling like things in the world seem to be just falling apart.
1: Do you know, there? Is, uh, I, I'll just read just a quick passage to you, Gary. It was, um, so when, when I leave today, I'm going to get on a plane, right. I'll open up my iPad and I'll read Kindle. I'll read my right. electronic book. It was amazing. Kindle did a, uh, did a survey a few years ago and said, cause when you read a Kindle, sometimes, um, you'll see this faintly underlined passage in there, and i will have a number, 3,823. And what that means is 3,823 people underlined that and highlighted oh, that. Right, right. So they did and said, we want to see what was the most highlighted highlighted things that people are reading on Kindle. And they did everything from Hunger Games to Pride and Prejudice. And then when I was reading this survey, they said, we're going to see what the Bible, those who read the Bible, the, an <laughs> ebook of the Bible, what is the most Underlined passage in all the scriptures. So as mm. soon as I saw that, Gary, yes. I quickly put my hand over the top. I said, "Oh, this is going to be easy." John three sixteen, mm. for God so loved the world. And when I kind of looked up, I kind of I I didn't see the. It, it had another uh, passage there. And then I thought, wait a second. Then maybe it must be the Lord's prayer. Mm. Maybe that one. And it wasn't it. And then I thought, Can I guess? Can I yes. take a guess?
0: Uh, Philippians. Yes, you're exactly right. Oh, okay, I, and I didn't read it. I didn't. You didn't know. even read it. No, I didn't. But I didn't it's exactly know it. right. But okay. I mean,
1: do you think about it? This is yeah. what it says. It's Philippians four, six, and seven. Be anxious for nothing. Okay,
0: that's not the one I was thinking of. I okay. was thinking oh, of the Tim Tebow. I was gonna do all things through I can throw the football really far through pressure right, strengthens right. me. Yeah.
1: And I would I, and listen, I would have even put that up there. I would have thought of yeah. in Psalm 23, Luke 6, Lord's Prayer, right. or John 3, 16. And I would have even put yours up there. Yeah. But you were in the right chapter. You were okay. even closer <laughs> than I was. <laughs> but, but it was
0: uh, be, anxious. Be, be anxious. Be anxious for it.
1: nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. And then it says, "This let your request be made known to God, and the peace of God, which passes all mm. understanding, wow. will guard your mind." And they said that is the number one underlined passage on Kindle Bibles around the world.
0: That's wild,
1: and it really yeah. just shows you what people are going through—the yeah. anxiousness and the anxiety—and yeah. really, it's a call. It's a call to prayer yeah. and to say, "This is what we're called to do." So when I got there, Gary, in 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 the midst of what we just talked about, in those times of I'm dealing with racial injustice. I'm dealing with the volatile election, pandemic, the epicenter of the pandemic um and start in and taking over church that I've never seen anybody sit in a seat before for eighteen months. i that's when I felt I needed to get those weights off me and and according to that when I read that survey, um this is what I did. i i this is the verse that got me, and I said, and God really was calling me, and it was a challenge to me, and maybe it could be a challenge to leaders. And this is what David said in Psalm 1. He says, um, his delight is in the law of the Lord. He meditates day and night. And the man who does that will be a tree firmly planted um, by, by, by rivers of water, will yield fruit in its season. Its leaf won't wither. And whatever he does mm. will prosper. And what I felt the challenge for me was to take that the anxiety that people are underlining that passage. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the only way I can get through this, Gary, was to be a day and night man. And I felt mm-hmm. like God was going, yeah, I know you have your morning devotions. I know you're reading through this Bible reading program, but I'm going to ask you to be a night man also. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you to begin, because if I can get you day and night, then mm-hmm. he says, what I can begin to do is I can begin then to that, to firmly plant you by rivers of water, that there's always, there's always a source mm-hmm. coming in. You're not going to wither up in the right. midst of all this. Um, you're and and then and then you'll yield fruit in its season. And the most important thing, and whatever you do is gonna prosper. Yeah. And i really felt from from really happened about three weeks into this that that you could let the anxiety of all that's going because it just it just didn't stop. It just mm-hmm. it, it would be an injustice happened in Minneapolis, and another one happened in Dallas, and then would happen in Baltimore, and it was just happening everywhere. And then you'd face more, more shutdowns and all these things. And the only thing that really kept me going was that every morning I would, I would become a, a day man and just say, I'm casting, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, I would ask him for wisdom, James mm-hmm. one. And then at night I'd cast my care upon him mm-hmm. and being a day and night man like was that. really, was yeah. what helped me.
0: That's good. Well, you, you touched on something there that uh, i had never heard that s- study before from Kindle. Uh, but you know, that, that anxiety is this thing that we heard that today. Uh, t- Tim and I happened to be in a, meeting this morning and our friend baron mcguire was speaking and he, he gave a statistic that he said has three different qualified references that the, of the accuracy of an 80 percent of christians are facing worry and anxiety in their life and that's uh you know so that that's i can understand why they led that scripture underline that scripture and then also why you led us to psalms one that 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 is to, to know that we we can prosper and that's david himself if if we're not careful it could seem confused as to what it means by to prosper you know you hear the word prosper today and it's in the church particularly, it's, it's seen then through the lens of the hyper-faith and prosperity, health and wealth type philosophy. But David himself is saying, you know, because he goes on in that first Psalm and says, uh, you know, not so the wicked, uh, but they're, they're going to be judged. And they're going to, but then later on he says, well, why are the wicked prospering? It's because I just said in Psalm 1 that they're not going to, and that I'm going to. And he says, but I don't seem to be prospering. You've abandoned me. And so, but this whole idea of prosperity being, being, uh, you know, primarily of the soul, or mm. of when you go through a hard time, you come out of it r- richer for it, stronger for it, more faith-filled because of it. And so the, then he looks back, and goes, "That was a prosperous moment in my life." And so you know, our anxieties can. And then uh, for me also, when I think of anxiety, is I go, I go to Luke twelve, and uh, the, Jesus says to his disciples. So, so, they're dealing with obviously they're dealing with anxiety in the first century as well. Rome, all the difficulty, uh, food scarcity. Uh, there's lots of things they were going through, and so Jesus's response to them is, uh, "Do not be anxious." So it's like, oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> That's real helpful. Okay, do do not be <laughs> anxious. Um, but strangely enough, in the context there, he starts off because like somebody came to him and said, "Divide your tell tell my brother to divide my inheritance with me." So so Jesus is talking to them about these huge issues in life. And and he wants, you know, something minuscule to be dealt with by Jesus, and Jesus says, guard against uh, all kinds of covetousness. For your life does not exist in abundance of possessions. Again, going back to the thing you said about prosperity, the the, the um, it's it's not just a physical, financial, a health prosperity. It's it, as a matter of fact we got to guard the fact that that's not what we're aiming for, or or we will become anxious. And and then, therefore, not being able to to do that, and just trust that Jesus closed us. So, I, you know, in this in this last few episodes, we've been talking about sort of how to navigate, you know, and, and maintain joy in the midst of that. I think you're hitting on something real important there. That to to just be freed from that anxiety, let the Holy Spirit lead and guide you, and 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 draw you draw you out of that. Yes, yeah, so. I I think
1: Gary, and it may be a challenge to someone to say when I when I close my evenings. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean we grew up at a time is have a morning devotion, have a morning devotion. Yeah. And, but maybe God's asking us also to say, not only just start your day with Jesus, but, but, but close it. Don't, yeah. don't, don't finish it with news. Don't finish it with it. Mm-hmm. Finish it with him. And, and let's see, let's see God do it. Because I think all of us, especially those are the leaders that may be listening to us today. I, I think the tendency is always that God is going to bring you into something that if you don't trust them, it is going to bring anxiety and mm. it is going to bring fear because because every every box was ticked for me when I came to New York. I was thinking about <laughs> think about when the the command that God first gives to to Joshua um, three times, fear not, fear not, fear not. I'm trying and, and if you kind of think about it, you're going like, why would he tell him to fear not? But because he did. Mm. But yeah. because <laughs> because the guy he was trained under never trained him for battle. He mm. trained him for wandering. Mm. Like there was only two battles in those 40 years of Moses. Wow. And, and I, I was looking at those two battles and both of those, Moses wasn't part of it. Mm. The first one was he let the children of Israel go. They said, uh, he told them, don't fight. They said, we're going anyway. And mm. he said, you're going to be under judgment. The wow. other one was he was on a mountain. They were holding his arms up. Okay. Wow. So Moses never trained him. And now Joshua is entering into a season of going, I don't know what to do. I, uh, I wasn't trained for this. And the, and, the tr- and the truth of the matter is, Gary, I wasn't trained to how to deal with all of those things today Yeah. and, and to see that. And those are those moments that you have to go, okay, God, I'm going to trust you in yeah.
0: this. Yeah. My goodness. That's good. Uh, tell us a little bit about um, your uh, your writings. You've written some books and I know that uh, as and this topic we're talking about here today, the I think your devotional book would be a great help to people uh, tell us what 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 you did that cuz that, that could help with the morning and night thing too. Tom. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and
1: and Gary would over the years of pastoring I've been we we've uh, started with you in Detroit almost uh hit in year 38 of of ministry and um and I've always wanted people to find find comfort in the word of God the word of God. So I I have tried to challenge everybody read the Bible in a year, read the Bible this. And then um one of the things that we started i started to help people with that i'm going like maybe this will help them get in the bible is i realized that there was 260 new testament chapters and then i realized there was about 260 weekdays of the year so mm-hmm. i said what if we did this what if we taught people to read just read a chapter i'll write a commentary on that mm-hmm. chapter uh Saturday will be catch up. I mean, for all those who've <laughs> tried to read the Bible through in a year, yeah. many times we're on Leviticus yeah. and it's October and we only have three months <laughs> left and you're thinking, I made it. And then all of a sudden there's numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, What this does, and then Sunday we want you to hear the word, but it's just literally taking the 260 chapters of the New Testament, saying read through a chapter, then let let read this commentary on it. And so we ended up writing a book called The 260 Journey, doing the podcast for it um and it has been uh, hopefully uh, been a help for mm-hmm. believers getting where and bringing life out so it's bringing certain things out and then we're starting now and hopefully by 2022 we're doing a journey through of worship and wisdom through Psalms and Proverbs wow so that's we're going to walk them through um all all 181 uh, of those in Psalms wow. and Proverbs
0: wow i love that that's going to help your people so much and help others that are listening Uh, and picking that book up. I'm obviously can get it at Amazon or anything like that. Uh, I'd like for us at World Challenge here to get some copies of that and make it available. We have a bookstore at World Challenge as well. And and also, speaking of uh, some of the uh, available stuff that Tim's done uh, through World Challenge is uh, some of our conferences. If you go back and look at our World Challenge Pastors Conferences, uh, Tim preached many of the sermons there. And then also you helped us with this uh, more recent event, uh, Preaching with Power, uh, that you you did a great, uh, two powerful sermons. So uh, just a little shout out to all our pastors or, or if you want to encourage your pastor, be careful how you do this. Uh, you know, don't tell me like, you need to re- re- listen to the series because you need to learn how to preach. I, I wouldn't go that route, but I would go to the route of saying, uh, you know, uh, pastor, this is a really a, a resource and that's on our, our World Challenge website, uh, worldchallenge.org as well. Uh, it's called Preaching with Power. Uh, I think you want to check that out. Tim was there. Your, your, you had introduced us to your friend, R.T. Kendall, uh, the great uh, 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 spent a lot of his time in England, but uh, uh, is an American a southerner. So that that was bizarre to me, you know, cause I'm used to listening to like sort of the uh, D Martin Lloyd Joneses of, uh, of uh, John Stotts of England. And then, and then to hear, you know, my expectation when I first heard R.T. Kendall preach was that it'd be, you know, for some reason I expected a British, British accent. Even I knew he wasn't British, but I thought he'd been there long enough, but then it was that, that sort of that Southern Southern draw, but anyway, yeah. So all those resources are available and then how can they get, uh, uh, tell us a little bit about the resources at times square church too, if you would.
1: Times square church. Oh, it's as simple as going to TSC.nyc. Okay, uh, and and it's just that simple. And our, our goal over these next, uh, really, we feel like over the next three to four years, what we see what God's doing. We, and we've talked some of this on some of the world challenge, uh, leadership, uh, messages that we've, that we've done together. um, we feel like over these next 3 to 4 years uh we that there is the church was shut down with the pandemic and we felt like that was that was a dress rehearsal hmm. for for what's going to be wow. happening with the church and hmm. if 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 the only goal of a church or a ministry was just to open up the doors we may miss the next shutdown because hmm. i think where the first shutdown was pandemic the second one may be persecution hmm. that's coming and at that point I think that's where we felt like God was calling us a greater presence digitally for the church. I mean, think about this, Gary, there are more cell phones on the planet than there are bathrooms, <laughs> which means in every <laughs> yeah. country in the world, yeah. people can get this podcast right. to a church service. And we said, let's invest in reaching, not just not just opening up the doors of 51st and Broadway, but let's really see if we can open up doors in every country around the right. world. And so that's why we felt this. We felt like as we begin as we begin to do that, in the midst of that, our goal has been is to see 10,000 connect groups starting all over the mm. world. And we're seeing it happen Beautiful. right now.
0: Wow. Yeah. And so if they want to start a connect group through uh, NY.
1: Yeah. No. So it would be tsc.nyc forward slash connect. Okay. And there are connect groups. We've been challenging people this last Sunday message. We challenge a whole group of people to start a connect group praying prodigals home. and so there's some that are joining the prayer meeting with carter conlin there's some there's there's connect groups for everybody there's 260 connect groups
0: excellent well good thanks tim that's a great help for us to uh, in times like this to have a pastor with a heart after god and knowledge of the word and experience in ministry to share uh, your heart with us i really appreciate you coming and being with us thanks thanks for doing that and thanks for uh, helping world challenge on the Board and the conferences that we do together. Uh, hopefully, we'll be coming to a city near you uh, rather s- soon. Whether whether you're listening from overseas, uh, we, we we have done probably twenty or thirty international trips together, and uh, we're doing some this year uh, in Austin, Texas, and Jacksonville, and Lord willing, uh, we're talking about one in New York City, one here in Colorado Springs as well. So that that'd be open to any any of the leaders, uh, people people in a church that are. Uh, hungry for more of God and want to want to lead uh, in the kingdom, kingdom leadership. So good. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. God bless you, man. Thanks, Thanks Gary. Honest. Love you. Love you too.
1: The Gary Wilkerson podcast is brought to you by World Challenge, transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ. Each week, this podcast reaches thousands of listeners. This critical work is made possible by the generous contributions of individuals like you who believe in World Challenge's mission. Thank you for listening and supporting